How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Tuesday, October the 5th. Hello, folks. The Daily Show is returning, of course, and uh, I just want to give a big thank you to everybody who helped contribute to the Gaming Observer Patreon page. Uh, your support is greatly appreciated. Got nearly 100 people as of this recording. Thank you so much for that. And uh, hey, folks, if you would like to get a personalized physical postcard from me, make sure you sign up on patreon.com slash thegamingobserver or thegamingobserver.com will just redirect you. Make sure you sign up sometime this week in order to get the postcard. And uh, now let's get into the news. First up, the Epic Games Store is officially adding achievements to their storefront. I think this is something that has been long awaited, and it is going to be rolled out kind of slowly. It's going to be available just for a few games when it first launches, and then, of course, to more titles over time as developers take advantage of it. And they are calling it Epic Achievements, that are basically sorted into four different tiers, Bronze, Silver, Gold, and Platinum. Each achievement has an XP value, and then once you get to 1,000 XP, you are given the Platinum Achievement. That's getting all the other achievements kind of similar to the PlayStation trophies. Now, they did have some kind of achievement system before, but it was kind of simplified, and this is just being, you know, more comprehensive. Now, I've got to say, you know, it's been close to three years since the Epic Game Store has launched, and it's still kind of missing a lot of features that people would have expected at launch, like achievements were one of them, a shopping cart is the other big one. I don't think these are huge deals. They're, they're not necessarily required in order to run a successful storefront, all you really need is the ability to purchase and play your games. I just do wonder if their attempt at kind of taking a more curated approach and making it a very simple storefront is going to be the better option than the feature flooding that Steam does, which can have some negative effects in its own right. Okay, last Friday, Xbox held a digital showcase, and normally when I say that, it's all about the different video games that they're making, but... This time around, it was actually about how they are making games more accessible. It was called the Accessibility Showcase. So they discussed the different strategies that they're taking to make games themselves more friendly to those with disabilities, but also how they are helping the disability community find games that they can play. And that was really one of the highlights of the show, was uh, they're adding storefront tags for accessibility features. And so right now they have 20 tags, which allow people to have kind of more informed decisions about the games that they're going to buy. And these tags will th say things like narrated game menus or input remapping, full keyboard support, things like that. And then developers are going to be expected to meet certain criteria in order to have a game with that tag. For example, if you have a game with subtitles, it isn't accessible if the font size is extremely small and you can't change that. It's not really helping anybody. So it wouldn't have the, the tag in that case. Anyway, these tags are in open beta, so it's not on the platform just yet, but should be there. And more than 20 are planned for the future. The other big highlight that they had was about how they provide resources for developers who are making games. I mean, of course, they showed off what they're doing with Halo Infinite, Sea of Thieves. But then they've also done things like created extensive guidelines, as well as offer a service which will test a developer's game against those guidelines. So anyway, super, super cool stuff. It's, it's pretty clear that accessibility has been a large part of their focus for a while now. You think about stuff like the adaptive controller. And they just are making it easier for everybody to love video games equally, right? I hope that this only becomes more and more popular across the industry. And indeed, it's, it is happening in a lot of different corners. Also, if you're interested, there is a website called AccessibleGamesDatabase.com, kind of an independently run website that 
does similar things. You should definitely check that out. Okay, and our last story here comes from Dota 2, because only four days before the event was meant to take place, Valve has cancelled the in-person audience for Dota 2's annual esports event called The International. Now, The International, this is their 10th one, was set to take place in Romania after a number of different location changes. And the event is going to continue digitally as scheduled on October 7th. There's a $40 million prize pool. Big stakes. Uh, But all tickets to the in-person event has been refunded. Now, why did this happen? It's obvious. Romanian COVID-19 numbers have just been on the rise. There's some new local restrictions there as well. But more importantly, multiple members of various esports teams have tested positive for COVID-19. They are currently self-quarantining in their hotels. And probably most explosively, uh, this is an arena that can hold around 50,000 people. And the cancellation has likely caused a lot of people to lose money on travel and accommodation. The ticket price is peanuts to flights and hotels. Though, on the other side of the coin, that is the PR risk that one has to take when you hold an international event through a pandemic. As well as the personal risk for choosing to attend one. Anyway, folks, that is all from me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Also, a big thanks to Abacus for leaving a five-star review. Helps out a lot. We'll be back tomorrow with the news. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey, it's the TGO After Show. Welcome, welcome. Hey, folks, how you doing? Uh, Once again, I want to give a huge thanks to everybody who signed up to the Patreon. That was pretty much my whole day today. Uh, You know, I went to bed and... Thankfully, was able to get a, a good night's of rest after a pretty bad headache yesterday. And I went through today and just started messaging everybody. I've never sent so many DMs in my life. If you signed up to the Patreon, you didn't get a DM from me. Make Please do reach out. I, I think I got everyone. But uh, yeah, just super kind of all of you. And I don't know, for the most part, I, I took it easy today. In regards to life, I should say. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the Observer. And uh, I've actually been uh, recording myself playing a game called Rogue Lords which is a, I think I've talked about it already. It's a, it's a roguelike, turn-based, uh, I guess, strategy game, if you want to call it that. It's kind of like a card game. It doesn't have any cards involved, but it plays like one. It plays kind of like Slay the Spire. Anyway, that's over on the YouTube channel. So I recorded a bunch of episodes for that. Took like an hour-long walk, which I haven't done in a very long time. I'm trying to force myself to leave the house more, because I, I spend so much time cooped up indoors. And uh, thankfully, I, like that's what I'm built for. But it's not what my, that's what my brain is built for, but it's not what my body is built for. Shelby and I took a walk the other day and like my hip was hurting and I was like, my hip should not be hurting after this amount of time just walking. So I really need to force myself to leave the house some more. So I'm going to try. I don't know. It's, it's about to be winter time, you know, and I definitely don't like leaving the house in the winter time. There's some nights in winter, which are very, very nice, but there are some weeks here in, in Canada where the winter is just too cold for my own comfort. So, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Canadian winter is like such a deterrent for so many things. I guess physical exercise being at the top of that list. I've always wanted to get into running, for example, because I just feel like it's fairly easy. You don't need any real specialized knowledge. Like, I I feel like I'm very intimidated to go to something like the gym because you need to know the equipment and the etiquette and all of that stuff. There's a learning curve. But with running, it's a very isolated, independent experience. There's a learning curve, but you get to figure it out yourself rather than having to ask everybody how everything works. That scares me. And with running, you can just leave your house and return to your house on foot. 
going to the gym. I mean, for me, there's not even a gym anywhere around here and I don't have a license, so makes it quite hard. Uh, But anyway, all of that to say, running is fine in the summer, but uh, winter running is, is not appealing to me whatsoever. I've done a lot of Googling to be like, how do I make this bearable? And I did not find a great option, especially because a lot of it requires just buying like, you know, buying good fabrics that can sustain itself in the winter and wearing layers and having good shoes and everything. And all of this stuff is stuff I would have to purchase, which I would then just give away when I leave for traveling. So I don't know, maybe maybe Shelby and I can try and figure something out while we're on the road. Anyway, folks, that's all for me today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will be back with the news tomorrow. And until then, farewell.